When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Stephanie, I haven't done a show with you in a long time. It has been Last a long summer, time. Maybe. Last, I was very excited that you were available when Julia told me she was going to head to Montana to help her sister do a last child grad party oh because she's gone out every year i think for her sister's three kids just to be a good auntie a kitchen witch for her sister i like it yeah so i was so happy because she that she plans that in advance so i can ask you in advance it's great yeah i'm happy to be here and Brittany had her baby so yeah Brittany had her baby and last night we surprised uh julia and and uh you know, Casey's mom, Jan, uh-huh. she turned 86, and um, her sister from Carpinteria, California, this is her sister, Catherine, who, when Casey and I last saw her, we did a COVID trip in October of 2020, and we went to Harry and Megan's house. We've gone to the polo grounds with Auntie <laughs> Catherine, where Harry plays all the time. We always go to these fancy five-star hotels and have cake and drinks. I like it. She's just a blast. So she was at the door, and Casey had picked her up, and then she stood out in the hallway, and she knocked. We posted it on our MyTalk. Julia was like, what am I doing? I need to get a video. (laughs) And her mom was just like, but wait a second. I just talked to you yesterday on FaceTime, and you said you were working today. She's like, yeah, yeah I was working it takes to get a while here. The process, yeah. So, and she had a sash on that said '86, oh. and just you know, I said, "Do you feel any different?" She said, "I feel the same as yesterday." Yeah, I think when was her actual birthday? Yesterday, June first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's a Gemini too. Yes, another Gemini. Oh, I love all these Gemini's right. joining me in the evil twin, happy twin category. You're not a classic Gemini. Oh, you I must sadly be. Sadly, think I am. Do you? Do mm-hmm. don't you think you're on the cusp? No. Right? No Taurian. No, I think I have a. By very... your feet, I would proclaim you a Taurus. Your feet? <laughs> By my feet. Yes, <laughs> Stephanie has the cutest feet, but they're very. Leathery. They're steady and they're um they're a little wide. And so I always think of Taurus as I have having a uh, wide foot. I have Fred Flintstone feet is what she's trying to no, say. No, you have cute toes. Oh, I, I saw Piquet's toes last night on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and I thought I was gonna throw up. Whose toes? Piquet. Why are Dorit's, they so bad? They looked soft and pudgy and very pink. Ooh. 
Okay. And they were small toes on a man, and I like a long toe on a man. <laughs> you know what they say. Oh, man, the bigger the toe. The bigger the ball of fun. There yeah. you go. And then uh, a friend of mine, um, Linda, just tweeted me the, the mural. It looks like it finished It's fantastic. Downtown. Oh, nice. Yeah. Of Prince. That I saw is an happen. event happening tonight at 7 o'clock. Okay, Your Dr. Mambo's Combo is going to be playing live. Okay. There is DJ, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's a great DJ that has been spinning a lot of tunes. He might be on another radio station. Okay. But, um, is it's it gonna outside? Be, it's outside. It's going to be a little bit of a dance party, a little bit of a celebration. The gal that got this mural put together has been working with somebody else more recently, but they've been working on it since 2015. So mm. before he died. Yes, and Prince did not want a statue. Okay, he I don't blame him. did not want they the never Mary the Richard right. statue. That's right. So part of the challenge, apparently, in finding this muralist was someone that can really do faces. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks fantastic. It's it's on the side of the garage that is right by the Greyhound. That's ramp part of Ramp A, I yes. believe. That's the that ramp. It it's part of Ramp A. It's so across from it? First Avenue. Yes. Okay, it is. Not like Not kitty corner, her, like the side door kind right. of across. Okay. Mm-hmm. Across from the star wall, as it were, where yeah. his name is. Yeah. Yep. If you're um, walking up towards the Twins Plaza, right by Ramp A, at the beginning of Ramp A, it's right it. there. It's right, and, right and there. What are the? Th- is it three different faces of three Prince? faces? One of him, kind of in his uh, for you young basketball-y mm-hmm. days. Yep. So with the fro. Yep. Uh, <laughs> one on the top is his late kind of um, stylized, mm-hmm. and one in the middle is more like 1980s. Cool. Yeah. Cool. It's real cool. Though. I wonder if they're going to provide some sort of like time lapse video of it being painted because I went down there about three times to check it out yeah. in different stages. It's beautiful, but I would really love to see like if someone took the time to put a camera out there. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I that. wouldn't be surprised either. It was cool to see how they it's sort of paint by numbers, you know, it's all drawn mm-hmm. out and it's yeah. to scale and this grid. Have you seen all the murals that they're painting around here on Transfer Road? They've added more murals and they just started doing like what looks to me like the chalk drawing that they're gonna fill in and I've been seeing people painting. I really love that part of city culture. Same. And it we saw a ton of it on the plywood during the murder of George Floyd mm-hmm. in that time frame. There's over a thousand of those panels and they do have them and do little touring exhibitions. There was one a couple weekends ago in a park. Um, if you ever get a chance to see those, those are amazing. Yeah. But I do think like there's been a huge rise in graffiti and maybe some of the muraling is kind of to combat that because yeah. it's rare that people, artists will deface murals. Right. Apparently. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, I just you can't have enough like public art. I agree. And I don't I mean, our city, we have like the walkers amazing, but we don't have a lot of public art. No, we don't. I, that's we could use was, a lot more. It was exciting. Like I, it didn't it just seemed like it came out of nowhere. And I know it it couldn't have. But when the Bob Dylan one, which is oh, such yeah. a cool mural. Yes, there wasn't like a lot mm-hmm. of talk about it being yes. done and then when it was done it was just like wow that is so amazing yep there is a big push too to preserve like you used to paint slow advertising slogans on buildings yes. back in the 1900s there's a push to kind of preserve some of that too oh, yes yeah. um there- so yeah really exciting times i don't know i just 
when I said to someone the other day, when Minneapolis is great, it's just really great. Mm-hmm. Really, really great. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that they're good. There's that's going to be like make a lot of, you know, a lot of people will it'll be something they can add to the tour now. Yeah. Another photo thing, another thing that artists, uh, I mean, wasn't it? There was like a selection process. Yes. To, yep. to the Miami artist that painted it. The downtown council too is really like putting together like a hundred events happening in mm-hmm. downtown Minneapolis throughout the summer. And boy, if you, I mean, there's so many concerts and movies and I mean, there's stuff going on. Just if you're a live music fan, this is your summer. It really is, isn't it? So tonight dance party. Yes, at downtown. 7 o'clock. Okay. And I'm going to be downtown, so I don't know how long the dance party is going to go, but I might have to stop by there. I think you're going to. Yeah, you, you know, I love a good tomorrow. street party with Prince anytime. Anytime. All right, listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. If you know us at all, you know it's going to have to do with the Jubilee. <laughs> and as Lori said, we got to get to the Jubilee. The Jubilee. Why do we call it the, the, the jubilee? jubilee and why must we shout it when we say it or say it quickly? Because a lot of times when the um, British uh, correspondents, they are talking rapidly with uh, the Good Morning America crew or the Today Show, I noticed that they call it the Jubilee. <laughs> the Jubilee. <laughs> the she's Jubilee. Been, she's been rocking the Jubilee the for jubilee. a good month and a half at least now. So. And the Jubilee is when all of Great Britain celebrates the Queen's birthday and, um, you know, they have the flyover and she came out. Uh, I mean, people have been lined up for like two days, Stephanie. You can tell because in front of Buckingham Palace, there's a shot that I tweeted out at Stephanie's Dish that Lori, I think, retweeted at Lori Julia. That's just insanity. The amount of people it's incredible. up and all across England, like this afternoon, you know, like they everyone tucked into tea or lunch and they are, they're outside they're wearing hats they're wearing their finest they're so excited and the queen came out with her um decrepit old cousin uh michael of kent uh he looks like the crypt keeper keeper if you're wondering who that was that wasn't a, that wasn't philip coming out of the right. grave that is her cousin who's like 98 and her These first people, cousin, their bloodline, I mean, it goes live. on forever. Yeah, because her mother lived to be 102 or something like that. But she, everyone's wearing blue. She seemed absolutely delighted when the planes formed a seven, the fighter jet, seven zero. That's really something. Yeah, yep. And so, uh, yeah, she was, uh, she and, uh, you know, the cousin, her first cousin, uh, they were out there, and then the rest of the working royals came out there. Emphasis on working. Working, and um, but the one who stole the show is Louis, and that is Prince Louis is the third child of William and Kate, and he just turned four. And the royal, they don't try, you don't really get batted about your royal connections i think until you're six until you start going to school and and, okay okay, so he was picking his teeth he was (laughs) making faces he was (laughs) we posted these photos pulling his face apart when the jets came by and they did the color smoke he stuck his fingers in his ears and started screaming at the top of his lungs (laughs) he was funny Oh, man. He became an instant meme that people are have been using today. 
Uh, this is how I feel every time I jump on Twitter. Or yesterday, Johnny <laughs> Depp and Amber heard this. Meme. It's already being used as a meme. So we posted it because he really was um, just, if this is he had a, a little sailor outfit on, it was adorable. Adorable. I love it when a kid protests the noise. Sure. I love it when we have these moments. Especially because they're the ones usually creating the noise. Yeah. And you know what really struck me when they were talking, uh, when you think about it, okay, she's been on the throne for 70 years. Uh, Yes. Okay, that is so incredible. And And when was the last time, like, a world figure had this much universal adoration? Great point. I mean, I can't think of... Great point. Who would it be? Like, I don't even know. I don't think there is. Like, John Kennedy? She's... Yeah, go back. She's pretty much, she knew when she was 10, when her uncle abdicated it and her dad became king, that it was going to fall on her shoulders. But up until then, she was just a spare's daughter. And so she and Margaret, think of the adjustment. All of this depicted in the crown, by the way. All of it depicted in the crown. And so we have, um, I loved uh, GMA's uh, Jubilee reporting. I mean, they sent A.B. Robach and T.J. Holmes, but they said... She is the most recognizable human being in the world. I don't doubt it. Wow. And here is the little taste of all the ways that Queen Elizabeth has been portrayed, how we know her from movies and TVs and endless things. So here's a little audio from that. For better or worse, the crown has landed on my head. Claire Foy. I am protecting democracy. Olivia Coleman. We do things in this country quietly. Dignity. And Dame Helen Mirren taking on the role of a lifetime, all portraying Queen Elizabeth II on the big and small screen, solidifying the Queen's place in pop culture. The Queen is the most recognizable human being in the world. She has been an icon pretty much since she was born. I would ask you to consider your response in light of the respect that my rank and my office deserve, not that which my age and gender might suggest. The hit Netflix series, The Crown, takes a fictionalized look at the extraordinary life of Elizabeth, from princess to queen. The idea that she only learned she was going to be queen when she was 10, and then for it to come off the back of your father dying, you can't grieve them and you can't, you just have to get on with it. She genuinely has just got on with it her entire life. Claire Foy, The Crown. Foy and Coleman both crowned with Emmys for their portrayal of Queen Elizabeth. I'm very teary. I wish my dad was here to see this. Dame Helen Mirren won rave reviews for her turn in The Queen. Nowadays, people want glamour and tears, the grand performance. I'm not very good at that. Robin sat down with Mirren after taking home the Academy Award for Best Actress in 2007. Amazing. Did you ever think of this moment? I never thought I'd ever win an Oscar. I kind of let go of You'll have had a great life and a great career, um, and it's absolutely fine. You don't need to win an Oscar. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I did. <laughs> the Queen's hairstyle, hat, and handbags, an unchanging profile reigning in pop culture, Referenced through music, television, cartoons, and art. Even pop art extraordinaire Andy Warhol created silk screens of the monarch in 1985, declaring, I want to be as famous as the Queen of England. That's, and, and, you know, we, Graham posted a thing of her fashion because that's what my mom always says to me. She just wears the smartest coats and hats. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it, she always just looks put together. Doesn't yeah. she? Yes. Like the brooch she had on today, everyone was wearing blue, like all of the grandkids and Megan and and Kate. Kate was channeling Princess Diana. amazing. Amazing, and that was an outfit that she's worn before. And I loved seeing Charles and William in the bear hats or whatever those... Big bucking those yeah. Well, the, I don't know what they're called, but they rode in on horses with Anne. They were in the trooping the color. Where can we? Because like I'm just seeing pictures. I'd like to actually see some of this footage. I better go to YouTube, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could go to I GMA. Would like to see that. GMA had a lot, but yeah, uh, I think GMA had the exclusive. Did William look solemn? He you. did look solemn. I thought so. And very regal. Yeah, he and was solemn. Yeah, he looked very solemn. You know, he was visit, he was at the Rose of Chumley's estate uh, earlier this week, so he might have been riding the glow. Of, oh no, of all he of was that. not at Rose Chumley's estate. Yes, was he? he was. How do you get that? I I did not hear that. Yeah, and we, there's speculation that him it, and Rose. It, yes, they've had a thing. He's never going to keep the royal scepter in the pants. It's just not done. <laughs> Is it acknowledged that he's... No, pre- you don't talk about it. And well, how are you the only one that knows? Well, Tad, I mean, there, okay, there's I'm a reason why Chumley Harry and Meghan were so thrown under the bus because uh, William had to give red meat to the royal rota to get them off of his story of his dalliance. With the Turnberry Toff Rose of Chumley. And you're sure he was there this week? <laughs> yes, he oh, was. Boy. For the, there were horse trials happening. <laughs> and I'm using that in quotations. <laughs> That's we, a Hollywood speak right we, there. Yeah, we cannot. I have to go to the horse trials. Yeah, we cannot ruin the Queen's uh, Jubilee, but we. I, I do like that we posted all of her bright Yes. Colors. And I just wonder what her closet must look like with everything labeled and where she probably she wore doesn't it. even know. Yeah. She probably doesn't they even just know where it is. She has it. a dresser. Yeah. Yes. A royal dresser. She anyway, and she's closet. also owned, Stephanie, more than 30 corgis oh, over her that's lifetime. Great. That's if you're wondering if you live to be 96, how many dogs. I'm a huge fan of the royals. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of the pomp and circumstance. Yeah. It's all lovely to me. All right, good. Lizzo, about damn time. It's so good. She just knocks it out of the park, one single after another. Yeah. Have you watched her show of picking her dancers? I think it starts this week. No, it already started. And oh, Julia yeah. watched it for us, and she quite liked it. Yep. 
I am never one for watching these types of shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not our big reality watcher. You're Except a teen. for Housewives. Yeah, it, yeah, even that though is more of a scripted drama. Yes, basically, yes, it is. Yeah, I'm not not. I believe I watched everything possible on VH1. But yeah, if when it comes to cooking or backup yeah, dancing or dancing shows, no nope. things. Yeah, no. you're all about the C dub. But yeah. this this one though, from what we've heard from Julia, and she said it was great. She was great, and she like said the, it was fun. The final episode is all minutes. Minnesota. Yeah. It's all leading up to that concert at Mystic or at Treasure, uh, Treasure Island, Island, Island. September, yeah. which okay. was the only tour on Lizzo's date. And that was like the first big concert yeah. after all the reschedule. It like kind of set the standard yeah. for everything moving on. All, all right. Are reset, so. so check it out. Stephanie, uh, were you listening to the radio? Were you at home? <laughs> were you one of the three and a half million people that tuned into court TV to listen to the Depp Heard verdict. Where I were did. You? I was listening to my talk. I happened to be listening to Clean and Bradley when the verdict was read <laughs> yeah. and the court TV mm-hmm. was also playing the crowd reaction, oh, that which I gosh. kept thinking it, I, I wasn't watching it on TV. So I was thinking it must have been like through a window or they were outside, mm-hmm. which wasn't the case. But no. I have so many feelings about it. I think everybody does. I mean, were you was it a was it emotionally satisfying conclusion for you? Well, it was. I I've said all along from the beginning, there are going to be no winners in this. Clearly, so much dirty laundry that Poop was really, in the bed yeah, and the cut I mean, finger and the punching. Yeah, and, all of that is just like oh, it's yeah, so you don't want to know. I also felt that Johnny Depp, he could be the guy that you know gets so wasted he doesn't remember what sure. he did. I feel like they had a very mutually. Abusive, abusive relationship absolutely. and she was as quick with her fists as she was with his words and he seemed to be um i mean she seemed very believable on a couple times when she testified about like what how she felt about johnny all that felt very i thought real so to too me. and i did think that there was abuse yeah but the jury did not believe her and I think one of the reasons why the jury did, I mean, because this is vindication for Johnny Depp, 100%. Because what the jury, when they found that she had been defamed, defamed by his lawyer, Adam Waldman. Right. Not by Johnny Depp personally. It right. was by Adam Waldman. So, you know, I think, yeah, Twitter is just kind of like, whoa, and all these social media things. But he... I mean, the jury vindicated Johnny Depp. And one of the things... Did it really, though? Uh, yes, I do think so. Like, I'm yeah. sort like, of feeling still like, well... Okay, here's an example. So on their Instagram, I feel like Amber is, came, is defaming him again. And what she... put Now it's all about freedom of speech as an American for sure, her. She's, sure, sure. She is not the brightest, you know, pencil in the box or whatever the saying is. But, like, he put a statement on Instagram, so did she. He had, like, a million likes and a gazillion different celebrities. Jennifer Aniston, Jason Momoa, he liked both of them. But all kinds of people come, a million. She had, like, 300,000 likes. On TikTok, Justice for Johnny Depp, 19 billion versus her 3 million. So, in the court of public opinion... Definitely Johnny Depp came out ahead. Can I just ask, like, 
I don't, I don't I mean, even I don't know, know how, how to ask you this. ever take away the asterisk next to his name. And it's kind of sexist. It, well, for sure it is sexist, but she also, she abused him. She gaslit him. She abused him. We heard it on the tape. And she gaslit him by agreeing to have the ACLU write an op-ed where she's going to be the face and ambassador for domestic violence a year and a half after their divorce, a year and a half after she signs the NDA, and a year and a half after she takes $7.5 million, which she said she was giving away to the ACLU and the children's charity. And didn't. And didn't, and testified under oath in the High Court of London, and didn't. So all of that is... Indicative of she's um, not a good person. She defamed him with lies, and yeah. that's what this was about. And this is why it's so complex. Because, like, I'm not in the jury pool, and I think the questions that they were asked, they soundly answered. They had and it felt like questions. they had really adjudicated the matter yeah. as a group. Yeah, but I still am left with like, okay, but. Did Johnny Depp win? He still probably was abusive. He's still an addict, which doesn't make him an abuser in and of itself. But are any of these people getting their lives back? Johnny Depp will. Amber is going to have way, way harder of a time. Yeah. Because, um, and I don't think it's the end of Me Too, and I don't think it means... I hope not. it's, It's not going to be. I mean, you're putting too much on these two of anything... I hope it brings a it brings light to the fact that people do get in toxic relationships yes. and maybe that's the spotlight that needs to happen like what is wrong with you that you have all this childhood baggage that you're bringing to romance that you fight like how your parents fought or you resort to words or slaps and and this is things. not uncommon. No, so, it happens. Yeah, we have talked. You and have, I have talked about yeah. our family histories, and I think sometimes my mom gave as good as she got, and maybe that was a different time, or maybe it wasn't. It's it, hard to parcel all that out. But yeah, we so, are in a time where hopefully this is informing something about re- behavioral norms and relationships and this is not it because johnny and amber were not black and white but this lawsuit about defamation by implication was about that and he was fired three days after the op-ed the washington post now on their online thing they've had to add the uh, thing that you know he won the case and blah blah blah. they had to do the disclaimer Mm -hmm. but the reason that he sued her and not the washington post for publishing it was because she agreed to put her name to this essay, and everyone knew that the essay was about Johnny Depp. Now, they've signed their divorce papers. She signed the NDA. She has the money. It's a year and a half later. To what intent was she thinking that she needed to do that? The time to have done that was way back then. To get herself back in the public eye. Exactly. Which is why it's complicated because then yes, you just think, is. well, you rip, reaped what you sowed. And the fact that it was ghost written and the ACLU lawyer said we wrote it for her. She agreed because she's our ambassador and she was giving them three and a half million dollars, which they Elon Musk got. gave them like a hundred thousand and that was it. But she didn't give it to him. She didn't get asked. And she did not volunteer 
to me, the most important question about why she put her name to something that is going to make her be the subject of ridicule, awful things. I mean, it's never easy to be a public face of something like this. She was never asked by her very terrible attorneys, and she did not tell the story of why was it important to her? Well, she didn't say, you know, I want to shed a light. This can happen. You know, it makes you wonder if the reason that she did it was to keep her name in the public or to get revenge or whatever her reasons were. But that was a question that was never asked and answered or volunteered. And to me, that was my burning question. Why do you want to put your name to this incendiary comment? And also, I think she lost her own case when the TM, former TMZ assignment editor said, you know, we got this video of Johnny breaking up a kitchen and we also got phone calls about the day she was filing for order of protection and our assignment was to get pictures of her and she even helpfully told us what side of the car she would be getting out of. Mm-hmm. And then she has maintained that she was just, she wasn't, this op-ed wasn't about Johnny and then last week on her, she takes a stand and says, it was all about Johnny and I was trying to take my power back. Case closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for legal reasons. So, I I mean... Where do they go from here? Like, well, I'll bet you anything Johnny Depp w- got a phone call from Bruckheimer, but I he's not I'm returning the phone call right now. Yeah. For Pirates of the Caribbean? Uh-huh. I bet oh, he is. I just don't know. How can you... The rides at Disney, it's a family park. Like, how can you... Because he's innocent... Until proven guilty, and he was not proven guilty, I guess. I I don't know. Think about it. Top Gun this weekend. I know. The record, the last time there's been a $150 million movie Memorial Weekend was was Pirates of the Caribbean. That record held for 15 years. No one touched it. It's a wildly popular franchise. Now, will Johnny take it? Who knows? Who knows? It seems like he needs he F-U needs money some again. indie movies. He yes, needs I to agree. get his acting chops together. Yes, I agree. You know when he was in what's eating uh, Gilbert, Gilbert Grape. Grape. Yeah, oh, just so like good. what are we doing, Gilbert? Cry Baby. Yeah, Going all he the way was back to Cry Baby and Twenty One Jump Street and yeah. all yes. the things he's been in. He's a good actor. He hasn't done anything good for a long time. Really, since Rum Diaries. That he should have never made that movie. I don't think he's made a decent movie. Maybe that one Black Mass where he played Whitey Bulger. Mm. Oh that was, God, he looked so terrible in yeah, that he movie. Did. He did, but it was, but it was good. A, a good. Good movie. makeup, yeah. Good yeah, job good on him. And he's, you know, he's he's an addict for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my so gosh! Hopefully, he, he was not. He was drinking sodas apparently at the pub he was at after good. the. I'm glad mm, because I hope was it read. was a wake up call for him yeah. because it had. Pretty humiliate. He had to humiliate himself by going to trial to get back his name. Now, in any other world, for most people, they'd say that's too much. That's too much humiliation. I'm not going to do it. But that's what he did. I still want to say the unpopular thing, though. Go ahead. And that is that it it it's different for a man. It's, what, to be a victim just, of abuse? Yes, it just feels like there's this layer of sexism of she's a gold digger, she's a witch, she's this Okay, evil. there's that that side of it, but there's also shame and humiliation because there have been no men who like to stand up and say, yeah, my wife or girlfriend pounds the crap out of me and I do nothing about it, I put up with it. So it's, 
there's the misogynistic way about yeah the woman. you're right about that and mm-hmm. and i mean he, he we had amber taunting him in a video who's gonna believe you johnny oh i hit you is anyone gonna believe you i mean yeah men are victims of yes, abuse for sure partner abuse so it does happen so but he did totally humiliate himself yep. to get his name yeah back. but so, he really got it back he really i mean i i hate to be like that yeah. but we were talking about this that there like you said yes some small indie films but i feel like some movie executives based on the popularity of him over the last six weeks and the no fact, yes I, I it's going to happen it's going to i hate to say it but it's going to it's going to look at a, all the I know, millions grant, and millions of comments that are in support of i him. know grant but as a public like do we just have to keep retreading this I'm with you. that we've already been on. I'm yeah, with you. his career will never be the same. It no. has the asterisk. He'll do something. But he'll get Be worried up. about her ever getting... I don't think she's... I a, am. She Frankly, I am. And not because I care about her, but She'll just because be able it's to pay the him. double standard. That's right. All and right. Mel Gibson, he got his career back, and he, he was an anti-Semite. He, pretty yeah. much. I am. Uh, pretty yeah. much. He's done like a bunch of movies since. But have you seen him? Well, The, the one Christmas movie is the only yeah. one I can think of. I'm going to beg to differ that he got his career back. All right, listen, Stephanie, we got to go. Good conversation. We come back. We are devastated to report that the Daily Beast might be right about this TV show. Okay. Bye. I kind of like Shawn Mendes. I love him. And you like money skin. Oh, yes. Is it money or money? Money skin. Money skin. Money skin. The Italian Italian Eurovision contest winners. I'm sort of obsessed with them. I've been obsessed with them for about a year. Yeah. You were ahead of the trend then because I only knew about them from a great story in the LA Times that they had like maybe... Three months ago, and they're the one, that story tipped me off to the fact that Monty Skin would be covering "If I Can Dream" in the Elvis Baz Luhrmann movie soundtrack. There's the Italian guy whose name is like Dom, Dominique or yeah. Domina, uh-huh. um, and then there's his like high school friend who's a woman who's the bassist, and they just have a very edgy. Style, yes, they're a little bondagey kind of. It kind of reminds he's, me of. They're very open sexually. Yes. They're just very interesting. He's very interesting to follow on Instagram. Faster, pussycat, kill faster, faster. That you know, it was sort of that whole pop punk. Yeah, late and 70s, a little bit of that 80s. David Bowie ish yes, sort yes. of because they can like this sounds terrible, but they can like really clean up and have like this really high style yeah. look to them. But also this punky, edgy, and I'm just—I don't know. I'm—I no. I like their music too. And when they sang "I'm Begging You" by Frankie Valli mm-hmm. and covered that, I yeah. was just like, I don't know who sings this song, but I'm I dying. gotta find out. Yeah, Ellie at the cabin. But after you left, because we were at the cabin together this weekend, she had she was in charge of the Spotify, and she put on Frankie Valli. And I was like, wow, this is kind of surprising. And I took her to see Jersey Boys, you know, yeah. when she was in like junior high. She was like, Mom, Frankie Valley is like probably one of my favorite singers in the world. Yeah. Like, listen, he's so prolific. Like, she's just going, going on, on and, and on, on about Frankie Valley. I'm like, who are you? Well, you know, all people do she know knew Frankie. About uh, Bobby Vinton. She knew about Bobby V. Yeah, like, that's so cool. Yeah, as a 24-year-old woman, I was like, wow. Yeah, that's You're a lot Just of- Too Good to Be True is covered by a lot of young bands.
And he had so many songs. Yes. Oh, she asked me like when his last, what was his last top 40? And I was like, I don't know. Greece. She was like, yes. And you know, he still tours. He's amazing. Yeah, he is amazing. Yeah. He's kind of amazing. Okay. So the show that I, you know, I was a little, I wondered when the full trailer was released a couple weeks ago and the Twitterverse didn't seem very excited. I was just kind of like, oh, maybe they're saving the good stuff for the show, The Real Housewives of Dubai, which premiered last night on Bravo. And it's the first international franchise that Bravo has produced. You know, they had The Real Housewives of Canada, didn't they? Yeah, but that was other production companies. It wasn't Bravo. And um, so they've gone international and... And they had a lot of backlash because, you know, Dubai and the United Arab Emirates is a horrible country for women, homophobia for women. And yesterday, kickoff of gay pride. People thought that that was in poor taste on the part of Bravo to have a debut on June 1st, you know, from a country where being gay is a crime is a crime. And so anyway, so. Daily, I'm like, just I watch it. I'm, wa- I'm watching it and I'm waiting for something to happen. And I thought, okay, well, this one lady who fancies herself, I'm not really sure. She says she's Dubai's first black supermodel. I'll have to take her word for it. <laughs> okay. And it was like she studied every housewife yes. show and every little confessional sounded like a real housewife tagline. Sure. Anyway, it was duller than dirt. Okay, that's saying a lot because you have a lot of room for these Real Housewives franchises. I certainly do. When the most exciting thing to happen is 1,200 cubes of ice were being delivered to a pool with a lady and her three boys, this is a serious lack of... Is it because nothing can happen because it's Dubai and women can't do anything and it's so regulated? Every scene with just the grown-ups. First of all, there are too many children in this thing, so that's a red flag for me. (laughs) But they were drinking champagne and rosé. So even though I know alcohol is supposedly forbidden, forbidden, and we did get the camel, and we did get you know some posing in the desert, but it was dull. Huh. So and the Daily this, Beast was like, we're really mad about this because we were kind of thinking... Because not only are you doing all of this in light of maybe you shouldn't, but it's dull to boot. Yeah, the best zinger out of one of the characters, and we don't know their names yet, but I know Caroline Stanhope. She was in Ladies of London. And she's 45, and she's marrying a 27-year-old soccer player. This is just going to... You know, maybe be the one bright spot. But this one, (laughs) one of her friends said, oh, all of their sexual energy is on Instagram. And I just thought, okay, there's one good snappy line. But it was just real. Between the two of them? Yeah, between Caroline and her husband. Because we're going to see them get married. But they couldn't get married for real in Dubai. So they're having a fake wedding. It just feels like. How restricted is it there? It really we, restricted, yes. to be honest. Okay, so so why is that your place, your choice to make this the first international Real Housewives episode? I, do, I mean, people are kind people of fascinated asking, with Dubai. People are asking, are you getting paid money by the United Arab Emirates? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Dubai, how is Bravo? But Andy's, is it a travelogue? Yeah, Andy's I would not, not be surprised. Answering, but yeah, we really, it, it was. Uh, 
He used the Daily Beast word, tragically boring, for first episode. All right. Damn it. All right. Well, maybe agree, maybe disagree. I put in a word to Brittany. We got to go. We'll be back. Thanks, Stephanie. (laughs)